Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Friday, January 19th, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. Since it's Friday, that means it's Op-Ed Friday, one article that we or that I actually uh, give some opinion and some education on. And all week, I was trying to think, what am I going to talk about on Friday? I didn't write a Substack this week, so I got lazy and sidetracked on some other stuff. So I'm working on a, trying to work on a book. Um, so that kind of took up some of my time. But um, like manna from heaven, news comes and it's there for you, just as you would like to see. And so this is from cyberscoop.com. And if you listen to the podcast yesterday, I kind of talked about this article somewhat, but I'm going to go into a deeper dive on it simply because it's a it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Obviously, with all of the stuff going on from a cybersecurity perspective, all of the attacks, all of the data breaches, all of the people getting hacked, the not people, but the businesses, the individual um, targeting of by, by cyber criminals, all that kind of stuff. One of the things I've always asked for is when there's some kind of data breach or some kind of event or some kind of bad thing happening in cyberland, why can't we find out what happened? What was the tools, tactics, and procedures the bad guys used to get in the network? How did they get in? Was it a spearfish email? Was it a vulnerability? They do something that no one's ever seen because if we know those things, then we can be better prepared to not have it happen to us, right? So in 2021, when the Biden administration came into office, they created in March of that year, I believe, an executive order on cybersecurity. Now, executive orders have limited teeth, have limited enforcement capability, and really are only targeted towards largely the executive branch. But within this particular executive order was what was called the Cyber Safety Review Board. And the idea of it was to create an NTSB-like organization um, to review and study major cyber incidents and let us know what happened so we could not have it happen again. They've done really nothing. So there was an article yesterday. I'm going to focus on, I'm going to read, read the whole article and kind of probably stop in between and talk about points of it, but it's from cyberscoop.com. It's by Derek Johnson. It's called the cyber safety review board needs stronger authorities and more independence experts say. So here's the article. The Cyber Safety Review Board continues to lack the authorities and independence from the private sector that it needs to in order to effectively investigate major cybersecurity incidents, a panel of experts told Congress on Wednesday. That's a very strong opening paragraph because it says a lot of things. First thing it says, it's, it's not doing what it's supposed to do, and there's a lot of reasons for it. The private sector is not helping, which not surprised because this is completely a government-oriented entity with private sector assistance. But as you'll see, that probably may not have been the best way to go. Anyway, conceived as an analog to the NTSB, um, the CSRB was created by an executive order in 2021, like I said, and is charged with reviewing major cyber incidents in cyberspace. We're now in 2024. You'd think they'd have done a bunch. They have not. But in a hearing before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, experts told Congress that the board lacks the authorities that have made the NTSB so effective at reducing major transportation accidents and that it's too dependent on the participation of corporations that it's supposed to investigate. Quote, if the NTSB worked like the CRSRB does now, investigations would be conducted by the FAA administrator, the chief pilot of Boeing, and the chief revenue officer of Delta Airlines, Tara Wheeler, a cybersecurity expert and the CEO of Red Queen Dynamics, told lawmakers. 
Today, the CSRB is made up of representatives from both federal agencies as well as major tech and cybersecurity companies like Google, CrowdStrike, Verizon, and Palo Alto Networks. That means in some cases, board members may be expected to investigate failures or breakdowns within their own technologies or those of competitors. So, quote, many, this is Wheeler again talking, many individuals on the CSRB are beloved and respected, but they do have full-time jobs. They don't have time, freedom, or authority to conduct independent, thorough investigations. My question to that, then, is why are they on the board? What is the point if they are not going to do anything? But, you know, I digress. So, I'm actually typing in real quick who are the board members, because I think that would be interesting to see. I meant to do that before I started this and forgot I was going to do that. Um, so... Cyber safety. Sorry, you, this is happening in real time. Great planning on my part. I know. Fantastic. Sorry, my dog is freaking out because it's bad weather here. So uh, if you hear him in the background, that's what he's doing. Uh, safety. Sorry. Uh, review board members. Okay, here we go. Cyber safety review board members. They are, and I'm not going to... Well, I can, I can kind of say them all. So Robert Silvers, who's the Undersecretary of Policy for the Department of Payment and Security. Federal government guy. Heather Atkins, vice president of Google. Dmitry Alpertovich, he's the co-chairman and he's the, uh, he's the CTO of CrowdStrike. Jerry Davis, founder of GryphonX. Chris DeRusa, federal information Inform Federal Chief Information Security Officer for the Office of Management and Budget, Eric Goldstein, who is the from the also from CISA at the DHS, Rob Joyce with the NSA, Marshall Miller with the Department of Justice, Katie Masaurus. Founder and CEO of Luta Security, Chris Novak, co-founder, co managing director of Verizon, Tony Sager, who is a senior vice president for the Center for Internet Security, John Sherman, CIO of the Department of Defense, Brian Vondren, who's the assistant director for the cyber division of the FBI, Kemba Walden, acting national cyber director for the office of the national cyber director, okay, and Wendy Whitmore, senior vice president, Unit 42, Palo Alto. Very few of these people are probably ever been investigators in any shape. Now, Brian Vordren, AD of the Cyber Division, probably did some investigating in his time, but I'm going to say he's pretty busy with his current job and doesn't have the time to do this if they were to be sent out on a, on a data breach or something. So that's why this is not working. These people are the wrong people to have in place for this board. But anyway, moving on. Um, Heather Adkins, co-chair of the CSRB and vice president of security at Google, has already announced she will recuse herself from an upcoming review of Microsoft Exchange intrusions last year that resulted in the compromise of multiple U.S. government email accounts. That makes sense because obviously Google and Microsoft are competitors. My question being, why have someone of that large of a role on this on this board? Wheeler and other witnesses argued that the board is uniquely positioned to help the federal government and businesses learn from past cybersecurity incidents with widespread consequences, such as the log4j vulnerability. But the body must first be reformed to be more independent and transparent about its actions. Plus, I would add, it needs different people in place. While the board's work is critical to identifying weak points in the cybersecurity ecosystem, it lacks a full-time staff. Well, that's certainly a problem. Who can investigate major cyber attacks untethered from broader industry and political influences? Uh-huh. And unlike the NTSB, the CSRB does not have the power to subpoena the companies it's investigating. So basically, you can go and say, hey, we want to find out what they what you happened here. If the company says, no, not interested in telling you, they're done. That's the end of the investigation, which is why, obviously, part of this is not working. 
Maintaining independence when investigating computer breaches is essential to an investigation's integrity, drawing on her experience and carrying out instant response. Wheeler said she has experienced cases in which she attempted to conduct an earnest investigation only to be told to shut up by the legal department concerned with how the findings may blow back on the company. And that's really part of the problem is companies don't want to give up information to how they got compromised because they fear it will damage them in some way, shape or form. Now, at this point, so many people, so many entities, so many businesses have been compromised. It's happening to everybody. So I'm not sure why this particular stigma still stands, but certainly it does. Trey Hurd, the director of Cyber Statecraft Initiative at the Atlantic Council, a think tank based in Washington, echoed many of Wheeler's criticisms and called for more transparency around how the board selects its members and which incidents or topics will be subject to review. Now, my guess is these board members were selected because they were political friends of somebody. That's how they got on. Um, now, are they doing? they've done nothing because, honestly, the board's two reviews thus far have only focused on the Log4j vulnerability and the Lapsus cr- Cyber Criminal Group and have resulted in what Wheeler described as very simple consensus-based resolutions, uh-huh, rather than the kind of detailed, in-depth investigations carried out in the wake of an airplane crash or to train derailment. In other words, no real post-mortem, post-mortem was given as to how this all happened, how this all came to be, and what can be done to prevent it in the future. It was just a, hey, you need to patch this and fix your system, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Wheeler analogized the substance of the CSRB findings to an investigation into an airplane accident that determined the cause of the crash was the pilot flew into the ground and in the future should not fly in the ground again. Exactly. That's well, that's a perfect analogy uh, and why they are not doing what they should be doing. Despite being created in the aftermath of the 2020 sunburst supply chain attack, which compromised at least nine federal agencies, more than 100 companies by exploiting vulnerabilities in SolarWinds software and other products, CSRB still has not investigated what is considered to be one of the most consequential cybersecurity incidents in U.S. history. So they haven't even looked at that one. Despite calls for the board to investigate the sunburst incident, federal officials have provided little clarity as to why they have not. At the 2022 Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference in Las Vegas, Rob Silvers, Undersecretary for Policy at DHS, Chairman of the CSRB, told Derek Johnson, who's doing this report, only that the decision to forego a review of the incident was made in consultation with the White House. Hmm. So some donor said, we don't really want you to look. I guess SolarWinds donated to the Biden campaign. I guess that's what we can kind of take from that. The Senate Homeland Security Committee is working on legislation that would legally codify the CSRB, and the Biden administration has requested that the board be given power to subpoena businesses as part of its investigations. Okay. Subpoena power has been described as central to the success of bodies like the NTSB, giving them the ability to compel testimony. But Wednesday's witnesses said said that the CSRB should not be given similar powers without first making the board more transparent. Indeed, particularly regarding how members and incidents are selected to avoid real or perceived conflicts of interest. So you really need to find, if this is going to work, they need to find um, non-affiliated people who understand cybersecurity but are not, not affiliated with any of these major companies, like the list I told you. It's, it's poorly it's poorly designed list, again, likely donors and political flunkies. Um but it could be so much more, right? Following the hearing, Senator Gary Johnson of Michigan, chairman of the committee, told CyberScoop that the committee heard some very strong testimony, but stopped short of endorsing any of the recommended changes. Great. Super. We are considering codifying the board, and we're looking at legislation to do that. As to what's going to involve and what it's constituted is still part of the discussion. Peters said, adding that he plans on doing a deeper dive into this issue before he moves forward in specific. So basically, I'm going to do nothing. This, will con- this, this board will continue to do nothing. Um, and we're going to be right back where we started. Uh, so it was a good idea when it was thought up, poorly implemented, poorly managed, poorly constructed, and likely never to go anywhere again. So when all of these federal agencies, federal entities, executive orders come forth to help us with cybersecurity, just know 
they're probably not going to. That is the Friday Up ad for today. As always, if you found value in this podcast, you think it's interesting or other people should hear it, please feel free to pass it along to others. Share the information, um, put a review on Apple Podcasts, stuff stuff like that. If you have questions, thoughts, or comments on the podcast, feel free to email me, Darren at thecyberguy.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, my Substack, or wherever. I'm not hard to find. Darren Mott, the Cyber Guy, easy to find. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back again on Monday, because my guess is the cyber problem will not be solved on this weekend. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.